Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? Glory to God. We just praise God for you today. We are talking about how to turn failure into success. And uh, has anybody ever failed out there? I have. Have you? What? Failure? <laughs> what? Yes, I have. I have. Some people would say that last segment was a fail. I feel it's a win, but some would say differently. <laughs> I, I have failed so many times. And uh, I feel like my hair is failing today. I need a haircut so bad. <laughs> it's styled differently. Yeah, I just pushed it up. <laughs> I just said, fine, that's what's happening today. So, I don't care. <laughs> Guys, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. Let us know who is on in the comments. So that way we can say hello to you. Because yeah. we, we like knowing who's on, who we get to talk to today. And... Here's what's awesome. We're talking about failure, but how you're going to spin it for turn good, it. how the Lord's going to turn it for good yeah. things. So even if you answer that question sheepishly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I failed. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Thanks for it. Today is a day of turning that around. Yeah. Failure is not something that should define your complete identity when yeah. it happens to you. Um, failure uh, Kevin put up yesterday, the success is in the obedience. Mm -hmm. so we were talking about that some last night. And um, many times I've had times where I've failed. And one of the things that we talked about, hello, mom, I see you on there on the comments. And uh, we love you. Um, thank you for joining in today. <laughs> hello. Rachel said, hello, insert dev voice. And um, so many times I've failed, and one of the things that we were talking about the other day is that many people that are you know millionaires yeah. now and very successful in business, if you look at their history, they actually went bankrupt many times, not yeah. just once, but many times, and they didn't allow failure to define them. So one of the first things that you have to see about turning failure into success is you have to see that if you fail, that's not the end. Yeah. That's not the end. Um, and especially when you have the Lord on your side and you're a part of his family and you have his inheritance, yeah. uh, he's always leading you to triumph. And let, let's actually go and look at that verse uh, right now. And let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Of course, if you've been on here at all with me, <laughs> Uh, you hear this verse quite often because it, it's such an important uh, verse for victory and yeah. for succeeding. And so uh, verse 14 says, but thanks be to God, which one of the first thing I do is if the Lord was unjust, he would tell you to give thanks for something that was not coming to pass. Right. But because the Lord is just, uh, and because God is just, if he tells you to say thanks for something, he's already telling you what I'm about to tell you is worthy yeah. of thanks. Amen. And you can achieve it. And so what he's about, in other words, when he says, but thanks be unto God by the Holy Ghost here in 2 Corinthians, he's already telling you that what I'm about to say, I'm going to do. What I'm about to tell you to do, I'm going to come through. And so that's a great uh, you know, it, it just is a great feeling because yeah. we can know that we can succeed. So he says, but thanks be unto God. Uh, so we know he's about to do this. What, what is it? Who always, yeah. always, always put it in the comment, all, all caps, always 
leads us to triumph in Christ. Yeah. Uh, the King James says it always, he always causes us to triumph in Christ. Um, I love this, that there's never a time that God is not leading you to success. There's never a time that God is not leading you to triumph. There's never a time where God's not leading you to victory. Now, there are times where we haven't taken him by the hand to be led by him, mm -hmm. but that's not God's fault. If we will simply say, Lord, I yield to you, I take you by the hand, then thanks be unto God because he's always taken me to triumph. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like an easy button for us. We just have to take him by the the hand, uh, and especially if I found myself in a failing position, Lord, you know, show me what to do. Show me where to go. Show me, you know, how to do these things. And uh, but thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place, not just some places, but every place. He's always doing that. And uh, I don't know if our chat broke or if nobody listened when I said put it in the <laughs> comments always. But if you're going to honor things, then you honor them. Put it, I know some of you may be driving. Some of you can't put it in the comments. But somebody, I said everybody, but everybody put it in the comments. He always leads us to triumph in Christ. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we have to say, all right, look, Lord, I'm receiving this always. Mm -hmm. I'm receiving this for myself. I'm yeah. receiving this in Jesus' name. Amen. He always leads us to triumph in Christ. Yeah. And um, one of the things that we uh, want to see, there we go. Now people are Hi, doing people. Yeah. If you're driving, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't text and drive. But it's uh, one of those things where it's important for us to pay attention uh, and do those things. If you want to be successful, then learn to be obedient. You mm -hmm. know, Kevin put it up earlier, you know, uh, obedience to God is success. And so one of the things that we do is we follow not only what God's saying, but when people are being led by God, we honor what they say and what they you know, are saying to do in that way as well. So when you have moments like that where it's like, hey, put this in the comments and nobody does it, yeah. then you can start to see how you can have breakdowns and failures because nobody's willing to listen. And you may think, well, that's just a small thing. It's not just a small thing. Um, one, of the, one of the ways that I received more in services is when, uh, you know, I would have a worship leader, not, you know, not the preacher, but just a worship leader that would say, everybody raise your hands. Mm -hmm. and, and I'd watch many people, and I used to be like this, I'd watch people and they'd sit there and go, you know, just sit there and they wouldn't raise their hands. Well, if you don't know how to follow the lead of who God has put in charge of a service, no wonder you're going to fail in your everyday affairs. Yep. And so to turn that to success, you have to learn how to be a good follower. Yeah. And, uh, I've, and to, be, to give you an uh, even deeper example of that, uh, sometimes, you know, somebody will say in a worship server, they'll say, every hand raised. Well, I don't just raise one hand. Every hand means every hand, you know, and uh, I'm going to follow that. Why? Yeah. Because I've learned how to honor uh, the person that the Lord puts in charge of a service. And what that means, what that equates to is when I'm going through day by day in my life, then I will actually 
uh, when the Lord says, hey, call this person right now, yep. I don't say, oh, well, it's not important. You know, no, I've formed a habit of honor and a habit of success. Yeah. And so you know, I'll do exactly what he says, even to the nth degree. God does not waste words. Yeah. God doesn't waste words. There's Corey and Brandy Johnson, good to see y'all. And uh, I was just thinking about something that we talked about yesterday, Corey. And uh, God says exactly what he means to say. Yeah. And if we overlook those, we can actually get completely off track yeah. and, um, and get to the place where we can be looking for triumph over here when God was actually said it was over here. Yeah. And so as we learn to be obedient... Uh, to what God's saying and what God's saying through people that are leading us and to follow that example, uh, that will actually keep us in the place where we succeed and yeah. don't fail. So we want to turn that failure into success, and it's it's more than just working hard. It's being obedient. So. Well, and there's the Lord has systems for how he blesses his people. You know, you talk a lot that there's a difference between a blessing that's available yeah. and a blessing that's commanded. And, you know, pastor's phone, you know, right now is available to me if I wanted to take it, but it's totally different if pastor... That's what you think. Well, that's true. If pastor, like, puts the phone in my hand and was like, this is yours now, those are two different things. And yeah. the word tells us in Psalms that the blessing commanded comes through unity. So I really started learning this when you had me lead prayer because I'd experienced similar things of the Lord would show me a, yeah. a, where the direction of prayer was supposed to go. And there would be 10 different people praying 10 different things unto themselves yeah. with the Lord at that moment. Cause you had vested, you know, authority for that service in that moment to me, yeah. I had vision for where we were supposed to go. And I realized we're not going to get there unless we're unified in it yes. with a team, any team that you're put on, it's not to highlight your success and not just to bless you. It's the team. The team, when there's unity there, all of a sudden the blessing of the Lord yeah. comes upon that team. And there's a grace to do things that's bigger than just one person. So yeah. in these moments, you know, it's not, it, pastor's not talking about commenting. Like it's not how to comment the best no, it's, thing. It's habits. It's habits that yeah. are symptoms and fruit of a heart character. Success like, habits. Yeah. Honor habits. Yeah. You know, obedience habits. That'll lead to blessing. That will lead to success and, yeah. and not failure. And that's, um, many times you'll find that. You know, I've asked uh, multiple times, I've said, look, one of the easiest things, actually, Corey and I were talking about this yesterday, too, is he was saying, you know, I didn't realize that I could get the gospel out just by liking, sharing, and subscribing. He said, when you said that, it really, it, it woke me up to it. And I, and I said, yeah, it really makes a big, big yeah. difference when people like something, share something, subscribe, get notification. It's one of the easiest and the cheapest ways for us to get the gospel out. And it legitimate, because of the algorithms and everything, it legitimately is a way to yeah. post a billboard about the things of 
God and to have success in God's people uh, so that we can win more souls. And it all adds up. Yeah. And uh, But people won't listen to it. They think, well, that doesn't matter. No, it does matter. Each one, it's like every vote matters. You know, each like, share, and subscribe matters. And you can blow over that thinking that we're just talking technical talk yeah. or we're trying to build an audience. We are trying to build an audience, but the issue is it's an audience so that our voice is stronger because the voice that we're going to give it is the word. And so that way God has a stronger voice in that way. So it really makes a difference. But then I found that people will overlook it and then they wonder why they don't have the fullness of success. And um, so one of the things about moving, uh, <laughs> of course, that ding, 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 turns the light on. And uh, one of the things, if, if you think about this is, uh, we were having a conversation with uh, Pastor Alan DiDio and his son Evan a while back. And he said, could you imagine what could have happened if the Apostle Paul had the ability to broadcast his messages all over the world instantly, Right. Could you imagine what would the the effect of that? Yeah. And that's literally what we have in our hands right now. When we're preaching from these letters, when we're preaching on biblical principles, we have the ability to do it. It is it is something we absolutely absolutely should participate in and be a part of is making that uh, stronger. And and, uh, it's so easy. It's so and it doesn't cost anything. All it all it takes is a, a. you know, moment to press the button, you yeah. know, and to share it. And uh, so it's not just trying to build our audience. It's trying to build an audience for yeah. the Lord. It's a part of getting the gospel out and getting the good news out. We we hear all the time people whose lives are changed yeah. through the broadcast. We hear it all the time. I mean, all the time we hear that. And, um, you know, so the more, imagine what would happen if instead of hundreds watching the videos, Thousands are watching yeah. the videos. You know what could happen? How much uh, would it actually? So a lot of people I found, and I've been this way many times, is we don't pay attention. Amen. Miss Chris raised her hand. Like my, I believe she's saying my life has changed. I was just thinking about you, Miss Chris. It's so good to see you on here, and uh, we love you very much. But uh, I've, I've watched it many times. Is uh, in business we used to have something called a daily method of operation. And people either uh, lost or succeeded based off of their daily method of operation or a DMO. Um, Somebody can put that in the comments, please. Now, because we talked about it, we'll have 12 people do it. (laughs) Sorry. Um, DMO is a daily method of operation. In other words, uh, how you treat the normal things throughout the day is going to determine your success or your failure. And so if you're going to turn failure into success, you must have a good daily method of operation. You must have something. uh, You must have success principles, success habits in place. Mm -hmm. You can't have failure. And so this goes beyond just the word of God. It goes beyond church. This is business. This is this is how to be successful in your business. You know, um, this is how to be successful in anything that you're doing. Uh, the other day, I was here and we were after the broadcast, and I was saying how I I 
place things in my way so that I wouldn't forget them. Mm -hmm. So that I don't have to expend mental energy on not forgetting things. I have a method of doing that, a daily method of operation that keeps me successful. So one of those that's very simple is like if I'm at home and I'm going out the door and this is the counter, anything that I want to remember to take with me right before I go out, I'll place it on the corner of the counter and I have a habit. I have a success habit. As I go out the door, I look at that corner and it reminds me to grab anything yeah. I may need to grab. And I don't have to think about it now. It's one of those normal operations. It's a daily method of operation that keeps me from forgetting things. So I'll put things in my way. If it's a big thing, won't fit on the counter. I'll put it by the door. Yeah. You know, so I have, it's, it's awkward. It stands out. It, it's not normally there so it make it grabs my attention so I won't forget that thing yeah and um, so now the only way I forget something is if I won't be diligent to, to that daily method of operation but if I'll be diligent to that you know DMO then I will have success in yeah. that way and you have to form success habits yep. uh, and this is you know and so what we're talking about about even putting things in the comments or sharing and you know the broadcast those are not just things we say we're forming success habits not just as one person but as a group as a family and these are success habits that will not just help you know what's right and lunch plus uh, to grow, it'll yeah. help you, it'll help your business, it'll help your children, it'll help your family. So these are not just things uh, to help us, yeah. it's to help everybody to form these habits so that things aren't lost, things aren't missed, you'll constantly be successful time and time and yeah. time again. Well, and so often, you know, when failure happens, I, I've said it the last two days, I've not been one who's loved failing or messing up. And so when failure would happen, it would feel like the worst thing in the world. And it would yeah. also feel like it was insurmountable. Like it just, for a while, it just seemed like it kept happening. And what I did is I went to pastors, wise counsel, that's important. And I asked them what they saw. That's another success habit. It is. Yeah. And what they ended up seeing was it wasn't that everything in my life was failing or that I was so wrong. It was, I hadn't implemented these little things. Yeah. You know, the day when you go to meet with your boss and you have to present to him this plan and all of a sudden the plan is back in your home on the printer because you didn't grab it off the printer. It's not that you're super forgetful or anything like that. It's yeah. you didn't in that moment, I, if it was me, I didn't esteem it enough to set the method of operation up to ensure yeah. that I succeeded. And it's just those little things, you know, so often it's just a little thing that needs yes. to be changed. And that little thing will lead to huge positive results, or you could flip it and that little thing that you didn't do can lead to huge negative things. But often it's not a yeah. massive, massive, huge problem. It's just these habits will change everything. They, they do. They change everything. And a lot of times when you see big failures, it's simply uh, because of bad habits, yeah. of failure habits versus success habits. And, uh, you know, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about noble failure, uh, yeah. which is a huge item, especially on teams. Uh, but before we go there, I want us to continue on these success habits and give you some more examples of them, is I've found... What? I was just going to say, I have one. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I've found that many times people don't, 
don't have these success habits. Yeah. And today, with the technology that we have, it is so easy. Oh like it's it's the easiest it's ever been because of calendars and reminders. For example, I was coming here right before I left. Um, you know, Nicole's got some food cooking in the crock pot, and which smells awesome, by the way. And uh, good job, baby. And uh, so anyway, there's some food cooking in the crock pot. And it was, our, our crock pots, it, like it has low and high, and, but low, I'm not mm -hmm. sure it's really low, like it's more like a medium, and if you leave it on low, like it will cook that sucker, you know? <laughs> and uh, it's, and I'm, I'm like always, you know, walking out the door, I'm like, should I really leave this on low because I might not be back for a couple of hours, and I know that low, it really cooks. And so I sent her a message, and she said, I don't know, so I was, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to switch it to warm, which barely keeps it on while we're gone. I don't want that thing to cook down completely. So I switched it to warm. Well, I have done that before, not employed a success habit, and then at 5 o'clock when she comes home and it should be ready to eat, it was still half frozen because I didn't turn it back to low. Uh, because warm is not really cooking temperature. It's just keep it warm. And... Um, so tomorrow I you'll get to find out if Pastor turned it up to medium. Yeah, it, it, see how well my success habit. Yeah, because Nicole will be here tomorrow. It's gonna be awesome. So she'll tell on me. But uh, so I'm on the way here, you know, to the church. Yeah. And I, you know, how do you form success? While I'm thinking about it, stop yeah. right then. And I picked up my phone, said, "Remind me at two o'clock this afternoon." You know, turn the crock pot back to low, mm -hmm. right? And so it's going to give me a reminder on my phone, like a text, and it's going to tell me those are success habits. Now, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. I don't have to waste energy. I don't have to try to remember it. No, I've got it set. And I have a habit, a success habit, of checking my messages yeah. on a regular basis. So, you know, it's on that are on the face of my phone, not in my email, because that's like 14,000. Um, but You cleared some out. Well, that's only because I turned an email off. <laughs> I can make it say 50 right now. If I, like. I knew a tire, so I was like, wow, you, I you can, went through. I can have 50,000 emails. It's, it's just a switch. <laughs> like, oh, I don't feel good about that button. Switch. Oh, look at that. I feel so much better. <laughs> From 50,000 to 14. <laughs> you know, people that, have, that are, you know, uh, what, what is the o OCD? People that are OCD don't need to look at my phone. Uh, <laughs> it's, a bad, it's a bad deal. Um, there's a lot of little red dots on my phone. So anyway, um, <laughs> just don't have time to get to them all. But it's anyway, so I do have a habit of checking the face yeah. of my phone and making sure that there's anything. So by keeping those habits, now I don't have to waste energy. Yeah. I don't have to waste any energy and I will still be successful and those things will work. We have to have those success habits uh, where we easily remind ourselves we're not. See, and then th that's, another, that's another point of success is a daily method of operation. What, and what are the ones we, let's put in the comments ones we've already discussed so far, is one we've said uh, learn you know, to be obedient. You know, learn, learn to be obedient. Uh, learn to always, always honor, right? Mm -hmm. Always honor. We've already talked about that. 
learn to uh, set reminders, okay? Learn to not waste mental energy, mm -hmm. okay? Learn, these are, these are success habits we've already done, already talked about. Don't waste mental energy on something you don't have to. I see a lot of times where people are trying to keep up with stuff in their head. And I remember for me, it was probably in my 30s when it finally switched. I, I, I realized I can't remember every detail that I needed to keep up with. I've got to start taking notes. And so I will take notes in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I have, I don't know how many notes I have, but it's a lot. And it's growing every day. Uh, let's see if I can tell. Yeah, 944 notes. Yeah. 944 notes in my phone. And I actually go through and delete them on a regular basis. But I keep notes in my phone all the time to that I can refer back to, that I can search. I don't have to waste mental energy yeah. there. And it's, it's a really good success habit that keeps me from failing. Well, this was the one that I was going to talk about in particular because you told me when I came, I've been at the church full time for about three years ish now. And when I came on full time, there was not nearly as much as I'm handling now, but there was more responsibility given to me. And I was trying to keep up with it all in my head because yeah. up to that point, you know, humble moment. Um, we, I have been corrected by pastors before because I thought I was super busy. Um, you know, when I was like 24 and had no husband or any active life in ministry and no, no children husband, or no kids like, and I was so busy and they laughed and they're like, show us your schedule. <laughs> I'm, st I'm still laughing. Right. I'm trying not to laugh. Right You're now, fine. Yeah. I, I, I was lots of I people, didn't know. lots of people. We thought we were busy yeah. too. We did. I didn't, I didn't know. And so what happened is because I didn't have so much on my plate, I was able to keep up with everything mentally. Like yes. you are able yeah. to keep up with everything mentally when you're younger yeah. because you don't have a massive amount of details coming your way. You're not responsible yeah. for it yet because you're learning. But as the Lord increases you, you shouldn't expect your system to stay the same. Yeah. As the Lord leads you in <laughs> higher and more, then he's going to change your system so that you can do more. So pastor actually told me this. He's like, you do not need to keep trying to do everything in your head. And it was one of those, okay, yeah, I hear this. And I started to, but I didn't fully develop the habit. And then a great big project got dropped and pastor got to circle around and was like, hey, remember that moment? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Be because it was too much for me to retain. So now I implement this yeah. all of the time. Like yeah. I'm on my phone, I write down reminders, I have the notes You do very well at it, yeah. Because I'm not gonna drop something because I cannot keep it in my brain. There's, I expect the Lord to give me more than what I'm physically capable on my own yeah. of handling. And he's given me tools so I can do more than yeah. I'm able to do on my own. Hey, Pastor Anthony Wade, so good to see you. And thank you for the comment. Pastor Anthony, yeah. hi. So, you know, here's, here's a good question is, if I don't have to keep up with it mentally, why do yeah. it? Why do it? In other words, if I can keep up with it in a set of notes, why waste mental energy towards that? Yeah. You know, um, why, amen, he says, what a great testimony of yours of not only growth, but spiritually preparing yourself for increase. See, if, and if you don't have, and this is another, you know, 
habit for success, and what Pastor Anthony just said is, if you are believing God for increase, then you shouldn't believe that the habits that you've had up to this point at the low level that you're increasing from yeah. is going to be able to handle the increase. In other words, don't prepare for where you've been. Prepare for where you're going. Yeah. Right? Well, believe we, for where you're going. Well, we had this conversation literally after the broadcast wrapped up yesterday, and we were talking about where we would rank ourselves on a scale of 1 to 10 of leadership. And I yeah. asked Pastor, I'm like, well, you'd probably, my guess is you'd probably, Pastor, would say you're like, a seven, easy, like I see pastor higher than that, but that was my guess. And pastor's answer was four, maybe five. And after like the wind came out of me and then came back in, because <laughs> if pastor's a four, then I'm a negative two. Um, but I asked why, and you said, because when Boomerang gets to the point of leading, you know, my paraphrase, leading yeah. 20 churches and we're having millions upon millions of dollar offerings, are the, it is the way you're thinking and processing built to handle a million dollar corporation, a $10 million corporation, a, a church that oversees 20 different campuses? Are you making leadership decisions on that basis? And I realized I wasn't even thinking that way up until yesterday. Yeah. But you were thinking with the vision in mind, what needs to change now to prepare for what's coming? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Hey, hey, Kevin. Kevin just got here. Kevin Nowicki. Good to see you in the studio. Well, and hello, and Lemuel <laughs> from Philippines. Thank you so much for saying hello. We love you, and uh, I miss y'all too. I have missed being there, and I long to see you again soon. And uh, so praise God. I'm so. so glad you said hi to Kevin Nowicki because just seeing a man walk by the window would have like, oh man. A bearded man in a hat. Bearded lumberjack man. And slowly walking down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like that. Yeah, I've never said that before, but don't prepare for where you've been. Prepare for where you're going. Yeah. And many people are, they, they are simply taking all of the habits of where they have been and all they've been doing is just regurgitating those habits. Mm -hmm. And they may have been successful last year, but they're not going to be successful next year. Yeah. It's not going to work like that. So you have to believe God for increase. Hey, Ashley Melton, good to see you. Um, so you must believe God for increase in your habits as well. And so I found that myself... I didn't prepare quick enough to change my habits and to think differently. Mm -hmm. I didn't prepare quick enough to uh, mentally give myself something. Like, for example, you brought up something today. Um, you brought up, you said, hey, can we meet right after mm. the broadcast today? And, um, and many people don't understand it. I, uh, Ashley, we love and appreciate y'all too. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Please um, visit. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you brought up, you said, hey, right after the broadcast today, can we talk uh, for a few minutes about this, you know, several topics. And uh, I know uh, that those, and, and so I asked you, I said, briefly, what are they? Mm -hmm. And uh, she gave me the topics. And I knew that as soon as you gave me those topics, these are not, these are not things I'm going to make a decision on today. Sure. And so, 
And, and before I finish that story, I remember when my dad started talking to me like this, and I totally didn't get what he was saying. I didn't get or understand what he, how he was making his decisions. And uh, I can remember I would have a question that would be like a 30-second question. I just needed a yes or no, and he wouldn't even talk to me. And I was like, how rude. <laughs> how rude that he wouldn't talk to me. But what I didn't understand was the mental capacity needed to make the bigger decisions that he had. That question was important to me at my level, but not important to him at his level. Mm -hmm. And so to him, it didn't make a big difference. I saw it as important. I saw it as a priority. But what I didn't real realize is that I was uh, making... In other words, if you can kind of see this, my dad's making decisions at a CEO level, mm -hmm. I'm making decisions at a salesman level, yeah. right? There's a difference between the priority of those decisions. So why should my dad at a CEO level when I was working for him, why should he come and make this priority here? And let's just equate it to money. Let's say he's making 100,000 a year and I'm making 25,000 a year. What a $25,000 a year person thinks is important is probably not as important to somebody making 100000 a year running the whole company versus running a yeah. sales, yeah. You, know, you know, sales in that way. Now, ultimately, they do need to communicate. You've got to have communication, but I was, I, because it was important to me, and watch this, I was trying to make it important to him, sure. and they just weren't equal. They weren't equal. So, you know, think about this. If we take, you know, at $100,000 income, that's about $50 an hour, okay? So at $50 an hour, if he's making $100,000 income, approximately $50 an hour, and I'm making $12 an hour, for me, all I wasted in an hour was $12. For him, it's 50 Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't make sense. So you start to see, okay, I need to look at these things differently. Now, why do I bring this up? Because right now, where you are working at is not where you're going. Mm -hmm. And in order to have success in the future, you've got to start seeing your time as more valuable than where you've been. Yep. And that means you don't try to give, uh, you don't try to fit $100,000 a year thinking into $25,000 a year thinking. You don't do that. And so going back to the story, I knew based off of the topic, these are not decisions. First of all, these are decisions that have been out there for a long time. Um, we don't need to handle them today. Sure. Okay. Um, second of all, I know that uh, Nicole and I are headed into a couple of days of rest. I don't want those things sitting on me, thinking about those things. I don't even want to begin to get into that. I want to utilize the time of rest. And we're taking basically our Valentine's. We're going to have a Valentine's Day date night, you know, uh, for a couple of days, go out of town for one night and, and be together. I don't want that, those things sitting on me, knowing that I'm not going to make a decision to at least next week anyway. 
Why would I inject those into my mental capacity and take up space that, number one, should be given to rest and should be given to Nicole? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want those there. And so I said, no, let's, and you've learned me better, so you knew you were okay. Used to, if I would have told you, no, let's not handle it now, you would have had pressure. Pre no, I, I got to get an answer on this today. And the sure. reason is because you want to get it off of your checklist in that way. And this... It's the same way I've been. I recognize it because I've been there. I did that for years, and I didn't understand the process or the importance of prioritizing certain things. And so I would fail because I was making a priority something that wasn't actually a priority. And I kept making decisions from where I've been, not for where I'm going. Sure. And so now as you've adopted that, you've actually started to think more down the road as well. And I can tell you, no, we'll, we'll talk about those next week. And you're okay with that mm -hmm. because you've switched priorities. Yeah. And your thinking is not where it was, yeah. you know, and so you're okay with that. And, you know, we'll handle that next week or whenever it comes up. You know, we'll handle those things. And they'll get handled. It's not that they won't get handled. See, a lot of times it's a fear that we have that my stuff won't get handled. It will get handled, but as the leader, yeah. let me make that call, yeah. right? Um, I know it's important to you. I'm glad it's important to you, but let me make the call you know, in other words, like in this situation, you're working for me. I'm not working for you. So let me make the call of what's important and what's not, what's a priority and what's not. And don't be offended if you're, what you think is a priority is not one yeah. to me. And that is a part of honor. It's a part. And that's where a team starts to grow together. And, uh, and you've grown very, very well in that. And a team, and so there's a flow now of a team, not just one person and another person and another individual and another individual. Yeah. And now that team can flow and it can grow in yeah. that way. Well, and as the person who, you know, in this scenario, I'm submitted to pastor, like you worker, you're submitted to your boss in that way pastor says we're going to talk about this next week you know this is it's not these are things for the ministry so but they're and things that, that are maybe next week yeah yeah but that takes pressure off of you sure yeah you don't have to okay he said next week what a, you're working for me anyway sure why do you have to okay sure. no problem next week. <laughs> but it is your responsibility to bring it back to them because the same way that his mind does not need to be thinking on the stuff this week, which is why I asked him, I knew he was going out of town. So I asked, yeah. do you have this availability? If not, not a big deal. But I'm also not expecting him next week to come back to me and be like, Barrett, I know you wanted to talk to me. Now let's open up the doors and how about you? No, it's my responsibility. Oh, no, I'm not going to bring it up next week. <laughs> no, no, it's my responsibility. It's on your plate. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So even though he's tabled it for the time being, it is still my responsibility because the Lord gives mandates. You know, the Lord will talk to you, you know, team member, your leader, their responsibility is not to create plans, ideas, recommendations. Their job is to approve them, you know, yeah. commission them or redirect them or guide them. So my job as working for pastor is to hear from the Lord ideas that the Lord's given to the ministry and then present them to him. Yeah. It's not his job to keep up with all of them. It's mine. Yeah. And so my now that I've heard from him, he doesn't need that today. 
I'm now going to set a reminder for myself, not Monday, because he doesn't need to be talking about this the first day of the week, not Tuesday, because he gets prepped for impact. Yeah. A good team member understands the needs of their leader and protects them, looks out for them. So I'm not going to talk to him and, Monday or and Tuesday. And learns how to flow yes. with them in, in a productive way, which you've done well, and a lot of the team has done well as well. And, and I, will, as a leader, will make adjustments so that that flow and productivity yeah. will be better as well. Yeah. And so I'm, the reminder I'm setting is a week from now. Yeah. It's not to like, it's in a week. But in that week, it gives me more time to hear from the Lord. Whereas in the past, I would have felt pressured to, but I, the Lord gave this to us. <laughs> the, this is God. No, I it, believe you. It was God, but it was Barrett <laughs> wanting it to be super important. Yeah. Now my leader has says it. If he's wrong, I don't answer for that. It's on me. It's on you. Yeah, yeah. Which that's a Takes whole the pressure off. Oh yeah. my gosh, you get to live free of pressure yeah. when you communicate because yeah. then if the leader's like, nah, okay. <laughs> even if I think and I have thought and I've been wrong, but even if I think pastor's wrong, it does doesn't matter to me. That's between him and the Lord because boomerang is not my sole responsibility. Right. You, like you're the pastor of it. Yeah. I submit to you. Yeah. <laughs> Serena put up on the comments, well, that's convicting. <laughs> I can hear her saying that. <laughs> well, that's convicting. Getting my checklist done isn't the end all goal. That's correct. <laughs> like, for example, Monday, Monday, pastor came in and shut down production once the broadcast was done. He's like, we're going to talk for a couple minutes. Go home. Yep. You're I, done. I had a checklist. No joke. My checklist is this long. It's in my office. And I showed Kevin as we were leaving. I got one thing done that day. One. But you said go home because yes. we needed to yeah. rest. So honor is submitting to what you cast. Yeah, and because I you. knew as a leader that people needed rest after last week and everything. And the Lord had given me direction to tell everybody. And so you know, rest. Yeah. And, and that was, that was what we needed to do. And, you know, praise God. We, you know, we have a culture of honor and we have a culture of that here, which is why we're successful. We have these habits. Yeah. But one of the things that I noticed was, and, and watch this, and this is really good to examine yourself is why would we think that like, take your list, for example, of what you needed to talk to me about. Why would we let our list, you know, uh, first of all, you are helping to fulfill the vision that God's given me mm -hmm. here as the leader of a ministry and an organization. So it's not your vision. Sure. Because if it is your vision, now we have two visions, right? So it's not your vision, it's my vision. Yeah. That's how God operates all throughout the Bible. He'll raise up a person, a man or a woman, give them vision, and then he'll draw a team to fulfill one vision. Sure. Okay? So it's not your, if it is your vision, well, there, that's a separate issue, and that's the beginning of division, okay? You don't want that. So, You're super not going to get to the list then. Then your meeting's going to be about, okay, why do you Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget your <laughs> list. We're going to talk about division. Yeah, yeah. We're never getting to the list until that's handled because that's a much bigger issue. And so, one, <laughs> so then one of the things is, um, you know, in that, you're supporting that vision. Sure. So you shouldn't feel responsibility for your own vision unless there is a second vision, which is an issue. The second thing is this, 
is that if you feel like, no, I've got to get my items checked off, I've got to do that, really good, important question is, why do I feel like that? Why do I feel like yeah. my list is more important than the leader's list of whom I'm supporting? Yeah. His vision. And it comes back to a pride and a selfishness. Yeah. And, or a fear that I will look bad in front of other people. So it's, it's one of those three things, which all comes back to fear and pride. And, you know, it's pride, selfishness, or fear. Yeah. And so, and that's why we, it becomes so important to us, and we feel like we've got to do it. And, and he's holding me back by not answering these questions. And it all comes back to pride, you know, fear, or selfishness. And those are issues. And now, what's more important, the list or root out uprooting that, you know? And uh, so then, you know, and we've, I've had this moment with almost everybody As at some point. As an uprooted garden, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this, this moment, you know, many times. And I've had it, I learned it by me doing it wrong, you know, but is, uh, is, is basically saying, all right, oh, you know, I've got this list. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Let's talk about this, you know. And we start talking about why you feel like your list is so important. And, and all in your head, you're thinking, <laughs> Serena goes, oof, <laughs> you're totally changing my mindset now. So good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So <laughs> you've good. been there. Yeah. I, I, know, I know the I know. good. Yeah. <laughs> So you start to ask this question, and like inside of that person, they're like, I need to talk about my list, and now we're wasting time talking about something else. And then it's like, oh, dang it, now the light's on me, and I need to talk about my list. Welcome to year yeah. one through four of Barrett at Boomerang. <laughs> if we're going to talk, let's knock out the list. Why is that list so important to you? I'm, I'm after the bigger issue. Mm -hmm. you know, that list can wait. Mm -hmm. God will solve that list. But the attitude that you have that's a bad success habit is much bigger because yeah. if we solve that, the rest of stuff will fall into line. So. Well, and hand in hand with this, you know, I've been not to the degree that like George is super checklisty, but I've had lists and goals and things George to is do. super checklisty. Very much so. It's That's a... Can we put that as a gift in spiritual gifting? Checklisty. Checklist. Organized. George is super organized. <laughs> but you know, I've I've had lists and things that I want to do. And one of the things that Pastor Nicole has talked to me a lot about, because what can happen when I get in work mode, and look, there's a time to be in work mode yeah. where you knock stuff out and you get it done. You don't need to be lazy. You don't need to keep yourself back. There should be seasons where you just sit and you get some stuff done. Yeah. However, People are the reason that you should have the list in the first place. You know, the Lord is your why. You work because you love the Lord. But in anything you do, it should be to serve others. Yeah. You know, particularly in the ministry, what good is it if I knock out 20 to-do lists, if everybody around me is stressed out, frustrated with me, or I've been rude to them because I won't talk to them? You know, there's there's an attitude that successful people carry of easy and light and it's not pressure <laughs> there and I have not always done this well like this is something I've I haven't asked, either I've asked the Lord over the last year help me with this because I get feedback not from my co-workers because they wouldn't talk to me but I'd get it from pastors who had heard it from my co-workers of so you need to chill a little bit 
What do you mean? I'm getting stuff done. Well, I was getting stuff done, but I wasn't building, I wasn't making disciples in the process. I was handling a task, but people are the priority. And if Great we're- Great question, Serena. Keep, yeah. Keep going, I'll handle that in a second. Yeah, you know, it, it's just, if we're so focused on the what that we forget the why, yeah. like we're gonna be so off. Why it has to be because I love the Lord. And if you really love the Lord, then you're going to love what he loves, which is people. And especially in ministry, you can't stick to a daily to-do list that's the same every single day, the majority of it, because people are a variable that are ever-changing. And we've got to be able to learn how to flow with the Holy Ghost. That's really one of the most important habits that a successful person can have is how to flow with the Holy Ghost and minister to people properly. Yeah, and you know, Serena asked a really good question. You, you got to remember, you know, she says, we have to ask ourselves, what is the motivation for the checklist? Yeah. And, and people are more important than the checklist. Yeah. Right? Getting, having, looking good in front of people mm-hmm. is less important than the people themselves. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm willing to look bad as long as more people are served. Yep. Like, I don't mind that. You know, and I, I decided that some years ago now. I don't care if it makes me look bad. I don't care if it makes me look foolish. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us the foolishness of preaching is the power of God. Yeah. Okay. So I know that when I preach by the Holy Ghost, there will be mockers. There will be people that think that it's foolish. But what do I care about that when I when people are the most important thing? Because I know right. that as I preach by the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Spirit manifest, people will be blessed the most. So. Um, the, you know, following the lead of God to serve people is always more important than the list, than, yeah. than how I look. Uh, and many times it is, that's what's motivating the list is how do I look in front of people or am I letting someone down, you know, those types of things. And it's very important for us to see that and understand that and then put priorities in place. Yeah. And these are success habits. So one of the things that I think and looking at this in scripture, I was just looking. I was in Matthew 17 and in uh, Acts chapter one. You have two different examples where, like Peter and the disciples have an idea, and they're like trying to push it. So in, in Matthew 17, it's the Mount of Transfiguration. They go up on the mount, and all of a sudden, Jesus is transfigured. And they're like, let's build temples, you know. And it's like they have their list. We're at a special place. I was here. Let's monument. Let's make monuments to it, you know. And like God, Jesus, don't even pay attention to them. The next thing that happens is a cloud shows up and knocks them all out. You know. Relax. Yeah. And (laughs) sleep. <laughs> and that's what God mm-hmm. basically does. And he knocks them all out. It was like, your little list and your little idea, you don't even know what's going on right now. Just be happy you're here, you know? And uh, then in Acts chapter 1, he says, when this promise com- comes, you know, you'll receive power. And they're like, oh, is it now that you're going to build your kingdom? It's like they have these ideas and they have their list and they're so excited. And in the, in their priority is not God's priority. Yeah. And, and, and Jesus kind of like, no, <laughs> you know, you'll be my witnesses. Like yeah. st- stop thinking 
your kingdom, my kingdom. And see, that's one of the issues when it comes in business and churches, everything. Everybody's trying to build a resume for the most part. Not everybody, but a lot of people are trying to build a resume. They're trying to look good. They're trying to get an angle. They're trying to make the right connections. God's the one who promotes. Yeah. God, and let's just serve. Yeah. Just serve. Just form success habits and learn to relax yeah. and learn and learn to let God build the house. And when you do that, you'll have success. Yeah. So well, and with that, we're not talking about noble failure, and it's already past one. But anyway. So we nobly attempted to talk about noble failure today. <laughs> we failed. And we're going to celebrate it. <laughs> celebrate noble failure. We'll talk about it maybe probably tomorrow. With Pastor Nicole. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say with that story is a successful person, and this is something I'm always striving to. Can't believe we failed. I know. Uh, to do better <laughs> with. We were obeying the Lord, though. So failure to his, the list. His, his priority was different from ours. <laughs> I'm good with it. You watched it live. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they were moved by an emotion. Yeah. You know, successful In people. The realm. Successful people learn to control their emotions yeah. and recognize strong emotions. You know, because strong emotions can be the Lord, yeah. but they can also be your flesh. And so instead of moving by emotions, successful people are moved yeah. by God. That's right, by the Holy Spirit. You know, the children of God in Romans 8, the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Like pressure, pressure, that's a strong yeah. emotion. That's not the Lord. So the pressure to get the list yeah. done, that's not Him. The pressure of fear or the feeling of fear, learn to recognize the emotion of fear, you know, anything. That's all, or even extreme happiness. You know, yeah. had I gone to you this morning like I have in the past, I'm excited to talk to you about these things because I think the Lord has, has given me some insight with how we can grow the ministry with sure. it. And I am excited, but in the past, I would have gone in and been like, Pastor, this is so great. And it's uh, duh, duh, because the emotion is what yeah. drove it instead of letting it flow and letting the Lord do it. So yeah. even if it's a good thing, it can still push you to a place where it's wrong. Yeah, it, it's not overlooked, you know, in that, in that way. There's, yeah, and I think a, another daily method of operation, a success habit is be led by the spirit, not led by emotions yeah. or logic. Yeah. Don't allow emotions or logic to be uh, your leading. Um, emo they may line up. In other words, the Lord could give you a passion or a compassion uh, for somebody, and that is an emotion, uh, but it came from the Lord and from the spirit first. Yeah. Uh, not f through your mind first or from the flesh first. It came from the spirit first and caused an emotion um, or it caused a logic. You know, everything we're talking about here today is a logic, but it's based off of the word. It's based off of truth in the yeah. word of how to prioritize proper things like people over our list. You know, that's seen, you know, consider others higher than yourself. That's yeah. scripture. So you'll see these principles all throughout the word, but we've got to form these habits, these success habits, and we've got to form these, you know, thinking paths, a mindset 
on what's actually valuable and, and a priority to yeah. the Lord. And as we do that, we will find success. And not only will we find success like in terms of growth, in terms of like higher finances, you know, more people, things like that, but you'll, you'll also have success without sorrow. Uh, so many times people have success, many actors, many entertainers, uh, many very wealthy people, they have what the world calls success, but they're not truly successful because their heart is filled with depression and sorrow and, and they don't know how to handle that success, but God will prepare you mm -hmm. so that you will actually have a very godly, supernatural success so you'll have wealth and you'll have success, but God will add no sorrow to it. Yeah. And that's, that is something that is worth more than the money, worth Amen. more than you know, the appearance. It's worth so much more. And by doing these things, you're at peace. So like what we were talking about earlier is you can actually be at peace without checking the list off, knowing that it's going to be, be there. And you don't have the pressure. You don't have the stress. You don't have the worry and anxiety. It's just peace. You just you're able to relax and enjoy success mm -hmm. instead of you know dying early from it. Amen. Boom. Take Boom. that. <laughs> Amen. It stops being you. you yeah. 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 Does well, anybody have any questions that they'd like to ask on any of those? Um, feel free to drop it in the comments right now. Yeah. Well, and as you're putting those in the comments, like what? the very last thing that you said brought up to me, I used to be in sales. Like that was something that I did and I didn't love it because I felt so pressured because it felt like I needed to build the house right. to be successful. And if I didn't sell, then I would have no money and I would not advance in my career. But what the Lord began to show me is that I was relying on myself. And when you recognize yes. that God is the ultimate builder of the house, yeah. he can give you creative ways to do things. He, here's the thing, pastor, the way that pastor operates, like I can't a hundred percent operate the exact same way. Cause I'm a different person wired differently, but I can take things that he does and learn how the Holy Ghost wants me to do them in my life. Like we structure our notes different. We take notes differently, yeah. but we utilize the same sort of things. So let the Lord build your house with these successful habits. Let him show you how to implement it. And even if you don't get it perfect at the outset, start. You know, don't wait to be perfect to start. This is something I did wrong is I'd hear this and would just choke because I didn't think I could do it all. Start where you're at. Start today. You know, set yourself up for success. Just start with what you know to do based off of what we just told you and just start and let God grow it. God wants to grow you. He wants to build you into a house that reflects his glory. He wants you to represent him more than you want to do it well. You know, he wants you to thrive, yeah. but let him build it. Amen. Amen. I just wrote this in the comments. It says, uh, success is always defined by obedience to God. The question is not how much or how many. The question is, did I hear from God? And was I obedient? Yeah. Uh, did I hear from God and was I obedient? Because many times what looked like a failure at the beginning was actually success yeah. in God. And so, you know, as we, a lot of people didn't understand this about Boomerang is 
before we ever started Boomerang, I had a I had a discussion and a talk with the Lord, and I said, Lord, I do not want to get to heaven and find out that we did well, but we could have done better. Yeah. I don't want to. I want don't mm-hmm. want that. Like, and I understand that in order to do the best, it may take longer. It may be more challenging on the flesh, and I don't care what it is. If we have this potential to do the best, Lord, let me do the best. And if it takes longer to build the foundation, um, if it look, you know, whatever it takes, help lead me in that way. And so as we started to build Boomerang, some of the people, I mean, we were, you know, I would say that we were successful out of the gate. We were actually, you know, winning souls, making disciples. We had fruit, healing, deliverance. Uh, the power of God, revelation, manifestations of the Holy Ghost, people growing in faith, hope and love, growing in the fruit of the Spirit, all of these things. But um, I would say we had success on a level. But was it, could we have gotten to the best that was available to us where we were? No. And what I found was it took about eight years to finally locate what we needed as a foundation. Yeah. And after about eight years of digging and, and what having what most people would say was not success. Yeah. Um, most people would say it wasn't success because they're looking at numbers, mm-hmm. right? But after about eight years of that, um, we found you know, the new vision that we have today, yeah. you know, a house of love and prayer, living in abundance, abundance winning, winning souls, and, and making, making disciples, disciples for Jesus. Jesus. And in that vision is scripture after scripture. There's some foundational elements that are in there and why the hunger, the humility, the prayer, the fasting, the, the souls at the core and as a priority. And um, as we did that, uh, we realize, and not only that, but the hunger and humility to be okay if a worldly or immature people in the things of God didn't hang around. Sure. Like, we're looking for hungry people. We're looking for people that don't want average. We're looking, that's the kind of people that fit very well at Boomerang. And not everybody is ready for that. Not, and we get that. Not everybody is going to enjoy that. Not everybody's prepared for that. Not, not everybody's grown to a place where that is valuable to them. And, and, and we get that. We understand how that happens. Uh, we will help anybody that wants to grow from that, uh, but we can't help them if they don't want it, yeah. you know, in that way. We're looking for the hungry. We're looking for the humble. We're looking for the ones that are not satisfied burying their potential, right? right? They, they want to get to heaven and hear, well done, good and faithful servant as well. And that, that means they're willing to go after it with everything. Well, we had to get to the place where we were okay letting that go. And when we got to that place, God started really sending the people that were hungry. But along the path to get there, many people looked around and it's like, like he's got big vision, Pastor Brian's got big vision, and, and I, love, I love it, but we just, where's the people? Where's the people? Listen, the, the people were inside of my vision mm-hmm. just like a forest is inside of an acre, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's where, it, and as that vision grew and that foundation grew in me, that's where the people were. Yeah. But I had to get that set 
before we could actually come up out of the ground with a harvest, you know? Because if we came up out of the ground with a big, massive harvest, I probably, the way I'm wired, I probably wouldn't have gone after it as much. I would have said, oh, look, we're doing so good. And, but, you know, the Lord knows what makes me tick. He knows what makes me go. And he was working with the person he gave the vision to and helping me get to that place. And could we have gotten there faster? Probably so. I would say almost assuredly so. Uh, but he was helping me get there. Yeah. And uh, that meant that maybe there's not uh, the same amount of people. Maybe it looks different from what you have labeled as success. The key is, did we hear from God? And were we obedient to what he said? And overall, the answer to that is yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And that is the definition of success. And if you keep following that, it is an absolute. It's going to be successful in the numbers God wants it to have. Mm -hmm. uh, because you can't be obedient to God and not see fruit. He's yeah. not mocked negatively or positively. God is not mocked whatsoever a man sows, that we also reap. And when you sow obedience and honor to the Lord, he may, he's already made a promise in, in 1 Samuel 2.30 or second, I think it's 1 Samuel 2.30. Um, it's either 1st, 2nd Samuel, but I believe it was 1st. 1st Samuel 2.30, those who honor me, I will honor. Mm -hmm. And so as we get that in our core um, and we are honoring and obedient and willing, you know, if yeah. you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. This is a promise from God himself. You will eat the good of the land. You can't miss it. It can't miss you. God's already determined it by his word. It will accomplish what he sent. All you have to do is line up with what his word says. Yeah. And so these are some habits, you know, some success habits that we have to get in us. And uh, so, amen. I didn't look like. Kevin asked one. He said, why don't I see this at work in many people? I need to be different, but have few examples to emulate. These success principles you're asking. Yeah. Um, the, because there's not been much teaching on it. You know, people don't have faith to apply it in their life because very few people have gotten, gotten to the place where they preach and teach it. But the other, the other side of that is how come they're not preaching and teaching it? Because they don't have it. So even if they try to preach and teach it, it they're going to impart who they are. Mm -hmm. And so if they don't, you know, in, how can they impart something they're not? And so many people have not spent the time thinking and meditating on these principles. And I've not released them publicly a lot, although you'll get it more in like leadership training, things like that. Um, and you'll hear it like an impact. We talk about things like this a lot in our ELT and the leadership team. We talk about that. But I'm, the Lord on this forum has given me a place where he wants me to talk about it more. You know, a lot of this year has been dealing with success. And um, so you'll hear it more here as well. But, but I'd also say that that goes to the people. You know, when you do find... Do they want to hear Yeah, when you find somebody who emulates this, like for me, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole are those people. And I needed to purpose to my, myself to be hungry enough to seek after it. Like yeah. I needed yeah. to go to you. It's not your job to come to me and teach me how to do these things. It's my job 
to go to you as my shepherd and draw on that anointing, yeah. draw on that impartation, ask for that wisdom. So, you know, as you're seeing these things, send us questions. You know, if you're here yeah. at Boomerang, reach out to your leadership. You know, you may not, pastor may not have the ability to talk to each and every single one of you personally, but we have systems in place in the church to help train you to be the person yeah. God wants you to be. Cause that's a part of the house, the house yeah. of Boomerang. The, part of the vision is for you to be in the fullness and living in the abundance that God yeah. wants you to live in. So even if it's not pastor, there's a structure in place to, for how to teach you to think and operate like a CEO, somebody who's making this. But we've got to be hungry enough to purpose to go after it. And hunger is on us. Yeah. It's not on you. I was, I was willing to ask you know, what a lot of people would call stupid questions yeah. because I wanted to know. I didn't want to just know the answer. I want to know how you got to that mm -hmm. answer, why you got to that answer. Um, what were the determining factors? And of course, a lot of times that puts pressure on a leader uh, because they have to determine why did I get to that answer? How did I get to that answer? And um, I would ask those questions all the time, even if they sounded stupid. Like I don't, you, if I had a leader that would make fun of me because of a stupid question, that you know, at one point it bothered me, but I got to the place where I was like, I don't care. I just want the answer. Yeah. You know, I want to grow. I'm hungry to grow. And so a lot of times people are not answering. Uh, Kevin Nowicki makes a really good comment. He says, in the past, he says, I've had so much resistance in my flesh when it comes to showing my weaknesses to my pastor. And he said, I'm so glad that pastors Brian and Nicole are ready to receive without judgment. And many people face that because th there's several things that can be going on. Number one, um, they, they are fearful that they'll be looked at differently, mm -hmm. right? Um, Two, they're uh, fearful that they will their question or their weakness will remove them sure. from the level that they are at now, right, or have been at. Um, number three, they don't want to be <laughs> they don't want to be self-aware sure. to the point where they recognize and say I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, but if we're not willing to be wrong then we won't be able to grow. Yeah. You know, if we're not willing uh, to be corrected, then that takes away all of your upward mobility. Yeah. You know, so if you think about that, if you are not corrected from where you are right now, you're done growing. Mm -hmm. If you have no desire to be corrected or to learn anything, uh, then you are done growing because yeah. you're, you're at the level, you're at your top level you're ever going to reach. Well, I don't want that. And most people I know and hang out with don't want that. But that doesn't mean that we're all good at receiving the correction. We have to work on that and put down our flesh. And it goes back to a selfishness and pride and, you know, again, uh, that we want to. But here's one of the things that I've found that's really cool is, and this is where people that have been around can really help new people, and they need to, they need to help is, uh, so for example, when you first got here, you didn't know that when you messed up, you would find love mm -hmm. that would not look down on you, but that would help you, give you a hand, and desired for you to go up. But over time, you received that love. You weren't looked down on because you didn't know something. And so in order to protect yourself, and it, see, this is a fear world 
based, corrupt, corrupted, world-based solution and protective uh, cycle, right? Is we try to protect ourselves by making ourselves appear better, yeah. you know? Uh, in nature, in nature, an animal will do it by, you know, a bird will try to make itself look big so that it doesn't, it looks like it'd be harder to kill. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a protective measure. And that's not necessarily just in the animal kingdom. It's a part of the corrupted world system from the fall of man. Yeah. You know, um, you know, in the garden, and lay, you have the lion and the lamb laying down. So it's a it's a fear based thing. Well, perfect love and God cast out all fear, and so that should not be how we operate. That's not. I'm not my protector. The Lord's my protector. Yeah. The Lord's my promoter. So why should I feel like I need to promote myself or protect myself? Yeah. He's those things, and he'll do a much better job than I ever will. So why even do that? Like, yeah. I, that's why I didn't care if I looked silly or stupid, because I trusted him to promote me. And, and when, when I had certain people in my past, leaders, pastors, you know, all these things, and they're like, why is he getting promoted? Why is God doing these things for him? Because it came down to I, I didn't, I was willing to look stupid in front of you. You know, I was willing to put myself on the line so that I could keep growing. And I recognized I'm not my promoter. You're not my promoter. I'm not my protector. All of these things. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, what happens when you put yourself in God's hands? God will do what God does. Yeah. And I realized that I didn't need to try to defend myself. I didn't need to try and protect myself. But then that would confound people who had worked the political system to be promoted. Yeah. They were like, why is this happening? Why is it? I mean, I literally had people, I was at one place, and um, uh, <laughs> we, one of the things that had happened was um, I got a seat up front. You know, and we probably had 20 or 30 people in the congregation at that time. And you had, you had pastors that had like thousands in their congregation. And I get a seat in front of them. You know, I didn't do it. I didn't do that. The Lord yeah. did that. And uh, they're like, how did he get there? Because the Lord's the promoter. And he, he's not looking at the outward resume. Yeah. God's not looking at the resume. He's looking at the heart. Well, so. Pastor, you alluded, I'm not going to go into all of it because we don't have the time for it, but there was something that you said when I very first moved here. I still have it on my Facebook quotes. But <laughs> when I very first moved here, one of the first sermons I ever heard you preach was, we must allow the light of God to shine on areas we don't even know are darkened. <laughs> and like it's a great quote it marked me it back yeah. in 2013 it marked me because i was i was very scared of allowing people to see flaw and see yeah. failure to the point i didn't even realize it about myself i just i didn't even know it was in me sure. in that yeah. way yeah. and so when failure was brought before me and i couldn't run from it anymore at that point i was on the elt I was leading youth. You know, I was I was helping to lead these very yeah. important things in the ministry and I was confronted with a failure. And I thought that my I thought that I had gotten myself invited into the room 
really is what it boiled down to. I thought that my giftings, my knowledge, my abilities, all my stuff, <laughs> that that's what had opened the door for yeah. me. Truly, that's what it was to the point that I... I laugh because that's so not what happened. No, yeah, no, yeah. it was the Lord. But to yeah. the point where Pastor and like all the other people in the room who are decades older than I am would make references about stuff and I'd pretend to know about them because I didn't want to seem stupid. And like, that's how stupid I was, like how much deception was there because I was scared. I was scared that if I sh allowed the light of God to truly shine on darkened spots that what you and Pastor yeah. Nicole saw, you wouldn't like it. But tr it goes to what Pastor yeah. Nicole said yesterday. You see those things anyway. Yeah. You know, a good leader sees weaknesses yeah. in his people. We knew you were hiding your weaknesses. And sure. that was a worse problem than you actually saying, I have this weakness. Sure. But a yeah. good leader also sees the potential. They yeah. also see what the person's designed to become and they're patient with them. Yeah. How patient has the Lord been with you? Yeah. He's been so patient. You're, yeah. you're not Jesus yet, but you're getting there. And so when I allowed the light of God to truly shine on me, what I saw and what I was met with was God's not going to forsake me and neither yeah. will my leaders. Yeah. The yeah. Good, if they're operating in love. If yeah. they're operating in love. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that, that goes back to what I was saying is you didn't know that when you got here, but you know that now. Yes. You know? Um, and, and to give you another example of that, but kind of in the reverse, like today as you all opened the broadcast, one of the questions was, you know, what toys was your favorite toy? What toy did you want the most, right? And, you know, I was listening to you guys, like you and Buddy and Marky talk about toys, and I'm like, I was thinking, what in the world is that? I've never even heard of that, you know? Now, I don't mind saying that, and then, you know, there'd be certain, like when you said, yeah, I've never even watched Mary Poppins, I was like, oh no, no, why, why not? You know, I was like, why haven't you seen that? It's a classic, you know? And, but that, you know, I'm not afraid of saying, I don't know, even know what that toy is, you yeah. know? Because I recognize, how would I know? Yeah. How would I know that? You know, and so in your situation, you know, here you are at, in your early 20s, and you have people that are decades older, how would you know? Like, I wouldn't hold that against you in the first place, but... Uh, you know, what you want, and this is a big key, is that you are connected, uh, especially in a church setting, by covenant connection. Yeah. In other words, connections that God has put together. It doesn't mean that the people that you're connected with are perfect. That's a great point. It, it doesn't mean that they're perfect, but you want to make sure that God has put those connections together. Most people are connected in the church because their family went there all their life. Yeah. That's not a God connection. That's, that's not the Lord speaking to you. Be connected with the connections that God has put you together, and he'll do. He'll let you know. If you're seeking that, he'll show you the supernatural. And it's not always the biggest. It's not always the, the, what you would call the best because God's not looking on the outside at the resume. He's looking at the heart. But you, what you do want to see is you want to see a leader, especially in church, that believes in God, you know, and, and you would think that I wouldn't have to say that. But it's one thing to preach it on Sunday morning. It's another thing to live it on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, one thing to preach it on Sunday. Another thing to live it on Monday. Um, you don't want to see somebody preaching on divine healing on Sunday. But on Monday, 
uh, they don't even pray when they have a headache. Yeah. They don't even go after the Lord on that. They just go straight to the ibuprofen or whatever, right? You want to see somebody who's actually living faith, who's living love. And, so, and what helps is when people have actually seen that, okay? When they've seen your flaws, when they've seen the junk, and they loved you anyway. They loved you through it. They held your hand through it. Um, and then it's like, you know what? Because, okay, let's say that this week when you brought up those points and I said, no, let's wait till next week, right? And let's say that it offended you. I know it didn't, but let's pretend that it offended you. Then, yeah, good, good job. <laughs> good pretending. All right, and um, so let's say that it offended you. Then what you can do now is you can say, you know what? Even if pastor is wrong, I know him well enough now and I've seen enough fruit in his life that he will uh, correct that. Yep. He will correct that because you've seen the fruit of yep. correction personally. You've seen me correct myself. You've seen me change things. And the biggest issue is you've seen the love, the unconditional giving. Yeah. Unconditional giving and the honor and the hunger and humility towards God, that's going to correct. So even, you know, even if I miss it, it'll only be a matter of time because of experience. It'll only be a matter of time before I correct that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that gives you a lot of peace because you can sit there and go, you know, I, even if I think he's missing it, the truth is I've seen it so many times he's probably not. I have that experience. You, you would have that experience. Uh, he's probably not missing it. It's probably me. And that's why I'm here, you know, being led by him. That's why God did that, because he, he's here as my leader, because he's done more, he's seen more, he knows more in that way. That's why I'm here. And it's not that he doesn't want your input. I do want your input. Matter of fact, you know, we just, we were talking not too long ago about the media team. It was like, you do it the way you want to do it, the way you see it. I was doing a graphic with, with Buddy, and I said, no, I don't, I'm not going to give you direction. I want you to give your vision. And he came up with a graphic, and I honestly, I looked at it, and I was like, I don't know if I like that. And I don't know if I, did I tell you this? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I think it might have been the Kickstart graphic or the colors. Okay, I did tell you. But um, I was sitting there, I was like, I don't know if I like that or not. But I don't want my opinion. I don't want my opinion. Yeah. I wanted his opinion. I wanted his feel for it, uh, you know, as a young man. I, I didn't want my age thinking towards it. I wanted his, mm -hmm. not mine. I wanted something fresh. And, and I was looking, and even though I didn't like it, I said, yep, go with it. That's yep. it, you know. I maybe changed this. You know, I, I changed a couple of things on how it was laid out to just promote the right pieces in it. But the overall the graphic, it's, it. yeah, the overall style of it stayed the same. Um, because I do want that input. It's not that I don't. I do want that input, and I'm looking for that. But in those moments, you can look at it and say, I know that even if he's wrong, he'll correct it. Yep. And I know that he's probably right in this. And that's a good thing. We need to understand that about our leaders. God doesn't just, God knows who he's, he puts us with. And he doesn't put us with leaders who are always wrong. I mean, I've never had a leader ever that I didn't think that they did something wrong. Sometimes I've been right. Most of the time, I've been the one wrong. Mm -hmm. Almost every time. Uh, there have been some times where I've been correct in that, but not 
not as much as I've been wrong. God knows that. He knows, and that's where we have to trust his leading of where he plants us and who he connects us to. That's why I'm with them is yeah. because I, with them, am more wrong than I am right yeah. when we see differently. Yep so that they can lead me and guide me and teach me, even today. You know, today especially. Today even more than ever, I need to listen to that and submit myself to that. Uh, so by doing that and seeing that, you know, now today, if you're wrong, you don't try to hide it because you know what you're going to receive. Mm -hmm. You're going to receive love. It makes it easy on you. It takes the pressure off of you. And it actually paves the way to your success more yeah. because you're, with, you're connected to the right person and you trust the love. You've seen the fruit of love and you trust that love, okay? But here's the other thing that, that people can do in a group. You have new people that may come in and let's say that, all right, Buddy and Serena have been here for a year or almost a year. They may face a, a point where I say, no, I just don't like that graphic. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and might sit there and be tempted to be offended or be tempted to, well, we had a situation just this morning asking, you know, about titles and things like that, where he was bringing up a very good question, and I was glad he brought up the question. It helped us get some clarity on some things by him asking. That's what I want. I want the, the questions, right? I want those questions. And, uh, but he could have heard my question and been tempted to be offended. Let's say that that happened. Then you, having that experience, can say, I know it may feel like that, but yep. let me tell you something. This is what I've found. Yep. They move out of love. You know, pastor moves out of love. He has a lot of knowledge about stuff. There's probably something he sees that you don't. I've found it. I've seen it too many times. And by you having that experience and seeing that fruit, it will help him move through the temptations to the place where he's more willing to open up. Yep. And now that he's more willing to open up, there can be quicker change towards success and that humility. And that's how a family is supposed to operate in that way. But, of course, it, none of that works if the leader's not operating in love. Yeah. You know, if the leader's not operating in a love and he's holding everything against and he's not wanting anybody to grow past him, then, you know. Ask why you're there. Yeah, ask why you're there. <laughs> ask, did the Lord actually put you here? Because yeah. that's the wrong place mm -hmm. most of the time. Yeah. So, amen. Amen. Uh, one, one question. Doesn't the Bible say after seven years is when your harvest will be full? Um, I'm not sure, Kevin. I'm not, I'm not remembering a verse like that. If it is, you'll have to find it and remind me. Not sure. Um, anyway, so uh, we'll, I'll think on that and pray on that, Kevin, and come back. I'd have to remember a verse, a scripture, a context on that. So, um, Anyway, we hope this has helped you today in growing in these success habits mm -hmm. versus failure habits. And uh, not to belay or, or um, delay, excuse me, not to delay the broadcast any longer uh, or belabor, uh, what is yeah, it? That's belabor it. the point. So I'm saying it wrong. Belabor. Is that right? Belabor. Belabor. I think I could be wrong. I could too. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to belay like as climbing yeah. down the mountain. I was like, ooh, belay. If you, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Look at that. They are on it. Job, if you guys. would like to sow today into, they're like, hey, get back on track, guys. 
let's put up the sewing thumbnail. Our, we don't care if it's belabor or belater or yeah, whatever. Yeah, just, We're done. Yeah, yeah. amen. <laughs> Not to delay it. If you would like to sew today, you're welcome to. You yeah. don't have to, but you're welcome to. Yeah. Uh, give www.org. Uh, cash app is the cash tag. Uh, give BC. You can give by PayPal, even Bitcoin, if you go into uh, GiveWW.org. Uh, Facebook, they can type in, like several people have already done, hashtag donate. But he says Octothorpe donate on uh, Facebook. Octothorpe is the technical name of a hashtag or a pound sign. Sounds like the Spider-Man villain, Dr. I know, Octothorpe. that's what I think of every time. So you can also text to give. All that's on your screen, and uh, you're welcome to. Uh, right now, Father, we just, everything that people give, Lord, let it be blessed. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, pressed down, shaken together, running over in every area. Lord, take them to success in their finances. And Lord, not the world's success, your success, yeah. which is so much beyond. And even beyond all that we can ask or think or imagine. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Lord, bring it about now. In the Thank name you, of Father. Jesus, amen. amen, hallelujah. We praise God for you. Share the broadcast, like, subscribe. Hope this has helped you today. Tomorrow we will talk, I'm, I'm, we're planning on talking tomorrow about noble failure and how that can translate to success. It's a very, very important point. We'll be here. Uh, Nicole will be with me. I'm excited Pastor about that. Nicole Yay. Will be here. And uh, it'll be great. Make sure to log on. We love you. Here's Buddy to wrap things up. Hey, if you haven't heard all of these uh, messages this week on leadership, and, and they are really, really helpful. And there's some things that we've you know put years into that have really uh, we've learned from and yeah. helped. Go back and watch the broadcast from earlier this week. We'll try to on YouTube. We'll try to put up the little cards that'll help you go to that. They'll probably be sitting here or here or somewhere. Anyway, Amen. Here's Buddy.